sales goes a long way and they feel very comfortable and they feel like they can trust you when you're their person. And on top of it, a lot of the people and a lot of the estimates that I walk into, they feel like they know who I am because I talk about the things that I've done with my life. They talk about their family and their friends and what they do for work and their lives. And a lot of that is just naturally, I, I love, again, building relationships with people. And that takes me a very long way. I don't walk into sales thinking that I'm there to sell them. That's not what goes through my head because if I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, I'm only here because I'm going to sell them, then I think I would take away from the bigger picture as to why I'm there. Um, And a lot of that has to do with, again, I care about people. I care about making an impact on their lives. I care about helping them. I care about building those relationships. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence podcast. This show is for current and aspiring leaders that are dedicated to showing up every day in their lives with excellence. We break down the careers of those excelling so you can understand what is out there and how to rise up in every field you choose. Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Your host has spent his life promoting global entrepreneurship, helping 20-somethings find their passion and working to help others achieve excellence. CEO of CollegeWorks, Matt Stewart. Well, welcome to the show and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We've got a great season for you. And today we have Brianna Kaufman, Brianna Kaufman, the shooter of guns, the hunter, the fisher, the racer, the house owner, the karate black belt, the cage fighter. Brianna Kaufman has gone into professional sales and to be in sales, you have to be interested and interesting. And Brianna's going to talk about that today. She's got a lot of experiences to draw on because in sales, it's about care for your customer. It's about relationship building. It's about their passion. Brianna's going to talk about her big goals and her system of daily check-in Every day waking up to be the best she can be. Every day trying to be better than the day before. Every day setting bigger and better goals. Brianna never gives up. She's got incredible discipline. She puts in the extra time, the extra practice, because time is an investment. She doesn't spend time. She invests time. If you want to go into sales where you're thinking about it, this is your episode. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence. Well, Brianna Kaufman, it's been a long, long time. I'm so actually, no, it hasn't. It hasn't been that long because you're really good at relationships and we text back and forth. It's been a long time since I've had a long in-person conversation with you. Thank you for coming back and visiting me and welcome to the Edge of Excellence. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I forgot about that. We're going to get into your skill of building relationships, which I know has helped you with your current career, helped you with past careers may have helped you gain excellence in martial arts. I know you're going for your third degree. But before we get to that, what I want to know is what is your definition of excellence? Awesome. My definition of excellence um, over the years, um, one of my biggest goals in life is to just be as successful as possible. Um, I've always had big goals um, to do things, big things with my life. Um, I didn't come up from the best situation. So my goal was to make the best out of it as best as I could. And a lot of excellent comes from doing everything you can to be the best person that you can be every day. Um, I wake up every morning wanting to be better than I was the day before. What else can I do to accomplish with my life today? Um, what else can I do to be better? 
What other goals can I set for myself? How else can I push myself to be better today? Um, And I think that's a lot of where my mindset's been over the years. And, you know, there's things I come across that, you know, that scare me and I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I still push through to, to be the best that I can be every day. Okay. There's a lot there. So your path to excellence, your definition of excellence is every single day being the best that you can be that day. Every single day thinking, what can I do better than the day before? Every day setting new goals. So that's the path to excellence in any one area. And does it matter to you if you're excellent? I know you come from a rough, uh, rough background. Does it matter to you if you're spinning all the plates, as one of my last guests said, that you have friends, family, fitness, finance, faith, you're excellent in all those areas? Or can you just be excellent at work and that's good enough or just excellent in karate and that's good enough? Do you need to have a balanced excellence or is excellence in one area good enough for you? Um, I think excellence in everything is important, not only with work, with school, with your career, with hobbies, hobbies keep you sane, um, with everything, family, friends, making sure that you're building relationships with the right types of people as much as you can get busy making sure that you're still making time for those that matter um, in your life. So I think in all aspects, it's important. And and what are the right type of people? Um, For me, um, over the years, I've met a lot of people that have become huge mentors in my life. And a lot of people, I see a lot of people that have done things with their life that I want to do with my life. And to me, those are the people that I love to have in my life more than anyone Um, anything. I've had really good friends over the years, uh, people that I trust, people that I know would have my back no matter what. Um, And even with those that are mentors, they've done huge things with their lives that I look up to, that I want to have those relationships with, just like you. Um, Over the years, I've looked up to you a lot and I continue to build that relationship with you and everyone else as well. So let's back up a little bit because that's interesting. And we had, I've had some people on that have had, you know, the greatest gifts of being born into the most supportive and loving families and the wealthiest families. And then I've had guests that came on and had to raise themselves. And I've got guests yet to come that uh, have had to raise themselves, all different backgrounds. So you now search out these relationships. We, we mentioned it in the beginning. And it's funny because I I started off saying it's been a long time. It hasn't been a long time. I took my cousin's kid up to see a car collection the other day and sent you the pictures of it. Because every time I see cool cars, I think about you and I'll take pictures of them, send them to you, have a talk to you for two months. Out of the blue comes some pictures. Whenever I see karate, I think about you. I might send you a text. So we go back and forth quite a bit. And I didn't realize we only worked together for two years. I felt like it was like five years. And now you work with... Tom and Kyle, who I worked with for for a long time. So are you so good at building these relationships because you think it helps you get to your goals? Are you so good at building these relationships because you didn't have them when you're younger and you want them now? Are you so good at building them because you think it's a an element of, of a successful life? Why do you focus so much on relationships? Even though you're busy doing a bunch of things, why do you make time for these relationships? How has that helped you on your path to excellence? I think it's all of those. Um, One, I didn't have the best upbringing. Um, I was in a situation where my parents really didn't have anything. They didn't understand, you know, financial things. They didn't understand relationships. They didn't understand a lot of the big, important things in life. 
I um, grew up in a family where all my parents did was fight. My dad was an alcoholic. Me and my mom didn't get along. Um, there was a lot of, lot of negative in my house. I almost got taken away um, from DCF by DCFS as a kid. Um, and I think a lot of that made me realize that I want to be the best person and have the best people in my life. Um, and with all of that, um, I would say it's all of it. One, I just love building relationships with people. I love having educational conversations with people. I love having, I love seeing what others have done with their life and where they've come. Um, and even you, Matt, you would, you would mentioned before how you used to run the, um, that entrepreneurial organization. And I think that's awesome. And I love talking to you about that um, and stuff like that. So I think it's all of those that you had mentioned. Um, one, I didn't have the best relationships as a kid and having great relationships now with some amazing people in my life has helped me come a long way. I love having conversations with good people. So yes, all of them. So you found what you were missing and you're now in professional sales. There's probably some of that. If you're really, really good at building relationships, you're probably going to be really good at sales because that's what sales is. If you're really horrible at building relationships, it doesn't mean you're going to be bad at sales. It may mean you need to pick a different career. It may not be your gig, but you're what I call interested and interesting. I use that phrase a lot. I use it with uh, kids that are trying to get into college. I say, look, you need to send emails. You need to reach out, be interested, but also interesting. So you got both, right? You're not coming in and just milking people dry of everything they have. You've got a reciprocal relationship where you bring energy, you bring interesting ideas, you bring interesting hobbies. So you can go get in a, a relationship with someone that you want to be friends with or have as a mentor and offer something back, right? It's not, you're not taking, you're offering something back. Where did you figure that one out? Where did you figure that it's two-sided or is that just naturally who you are? Naturally. Naturally who I am. Um, I love building relationships and it causes me to continue to, to build those relationships over the years. Just naturally who I am. So now you're in this uh, construction industry, which is interesting. You're young. You're in the construction industry, which sometimes is dominated by males. You're actually dominating the construction industry, bringing in at least a third of the business to the company that you're with. Like we just mentioned, you've gone into professional sales and there's people listening to this right now in their car listening on 1.5 speed wondering, should I go into professional sales? Um, how do I get into professional sales? And we already talked about, you know, it's about relationship building. It's about being interested and interesting. It's about reciprocal relationships. It's not selling something and wandering off. You've got to continue and be there. Well, let's go back to before you were, you know, selling millions of dollars worth of construction business in the Chicagoland area. You grew up in the Chicagoland area. You went to Ridgewood High. Shout out to Ridgewood High. Later on to DePaul. Shout out to DePaul University. What was life like for you in high school? What were you doing to get ahead? How did you see yourself then? Um, yeah, so when I was in high school, um, I went to a really good high school. And it's crazy because even back then, I had really good relationships with my teachers, really good uh, relationships with a lot of the staff there. I was always very open to asking questions. You know, a lot of the staff knew who I was. Um, and back then, that's I started martial arts when I was in seventh grade. Um, and for those that don't know that much about martial arts, martial arts teaches you a lot about having discipline and respect and focus and confidence um, and never giving up on what you started. It took me seven years to get my black belt. And it was it was a roller coaster. There was many 
tears shed. Uh, there was times I didn't pass my blood testing, or my my blood testing, my belt testings. Oh, you're thinking about COVID, aren't you? You're thinking about those blood tests for COVID. Your oh, belt yeah. testings. Yeah, my belt testings. Um, throughout the years, it was definitely me going out for my black belt was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I look back to that all the time and is like, if I can do that, I can do anything. And I was doing martial arts throughout all of high school. Um, I was at my martial arts school three to four times a week. I was there on the weekends for different events. I was going up for belt testings. I was practicing on the days that I wasn't there. And that really made me a lot of who I was uh, early on, was having those achievements. And again, finishing to the end. Um, I've been in martial arts for 14 years now, and I see a lot of kids that don't don't make it and they give up on things. I see a lot of people in, in everyday life just give up on things so easily. And it blows my mind because you're going to regret that one day, just giving up on something so easily. And I regret or I don't regret. I'm I'm glad I never gave up. I'm glad I stayed through it. And I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I love it. And last year I went up for my second degree black belt and this year I'm going to go up for my third. So throughout high school. I spent a lot of time working on my martial arts, working on who I was as a person. Um, I got very good grades in school. I stayed up with all of my grades. I worked on all the proper relationships. Um, and then going to DePaul, that's when I um, started. I actually started teaching martial arts when I was in high school and I continued to teach martial arts throughout college. I ended up owning three of my karate schools. Um, and I also own my karate schools while doing um, an internship, while doing college works painting. Um, I was an intern in 2018. I was a DM in 2019. Um, I had sold a lot of work as an intern. So I was consistently between keeping my grades up, running a karate school and doing an internship program. All of those things were happening during college, but that's what separated me from everyone else was that I kept myself going and I kept learning and all I wanted to do was learn and again, be better than the person I was the day before. So every day you wake up trying to be the best every day, you try to be better than the day before. And you have this pattern in high school, you start relationship building, you start asking questions, you start this interested and interesting with the teachers, people know who you are in karate. You're building relationships. You're asking questions. You're never giving up. You're doing the extra work. People know who you are. In college, you're building relationships. You're asking questions. You're interested in interesting. You're never giving up. You're disciplined. Then you come work with us. We all knew who you were. You're building relationships. You're asking questions. You're never giving up. You're dealing with failure. You're disciplined. You're putting in the extra. And all this being better every day, more disciplined more extra practice, more asking questions, more building relationships. You started to figure out who you are and that all that skill set translates directly into this professional sales career. Back in high school, did you see yourself going into sales? Did you what did you see yourself doing in high school? No, uh, not at all. I actually before I started doing martial arts, I was one of the shyest kids I've ever met. I was that kid that hung under my mom's leg. And then martial arts is really what broke that for me. I really broke out of my shell as a freshman as to now I could talk to hundreds of people and I'm totally fine with it. Um, but it took time for me to break out of that. And again, a lot of that has to do with my martial arts career. I actually thought I was going to go into chemistry. My associates is actually in chemistry. So I thought I was going to be 
somewhere in the chemistry field, I learned very quickly that was not for me and that I couldn't uh, not have a relationship with people. And I couldn't, it was too hard for me to sit behind a desk and not talk to people all the time and, and build relationships. So I ended up switching paths and it took me to sales. So if you're in high school right now, or you're in college right now, or you're in your early twenties thinking, I don't know what to do. I, you know, Brianna found her path. You find your path by doing something hard that tells you your path, right? So you did martial arts and martial arts told you you can work hard. Martial arts told you you have the discipline. Martial arts told you you can achieve. But also while you're in martial arts, you probably noticed, oh, I've got the gift of gab. Oh, people like me. So did you start to, you wanted to go into chemistry, but did you start to see you were a people person? It was about people there uh, um, in martial arts. And did you start to see the sales possibilities or was it later when you worked at college work and you found out that you were good at sales, you realized that all those skills translated to sales? So early on, I ran the business side of our martial arts school before college works. And I was always really good at sales at our martial arts school. And even it's weird because back then I remember feeling so lost. Like, what am I going to do one day? I don't know what I want to do. I want to do something big. And it is hard when you feel that lost. And I remember thinking about, well, I'm really good at sales. I'm really good at people. Um, I'm really good at teaching kids, building relationships, all of this. But that's not what I should go into. That's for some reason how my head was, is that I need to do something that's more challenging for me. That's harder for me to do. And I wanted, I almost was challenging myself to do something different. And over time, it made me realize that I'm good at it because I love it. And I needed to stop trying to challenge myself at everything else and just do what I love and do what I was good at. And there was a reason I was good at it because I enjoyed it. And it took me a while to figure that out. It took me an associate's degree in chemistry to realize there's a reason I'm good at this. It's not that it's just easy. It's easy because I enjoy it and I'm happy with it and I love it. And I'm, and that's why I'm good at it. So that's kind of the path that it went down. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with this podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Matt and the rest of the team put together the Edge of Excellence Bundle. In it, you'll find different tools that relate to overarching themes and topics of the show. Things like disk assessment tools, time management strategies and tactics, stress and anxiety management tools, exclusive videos and episodes from this podcast that is not released anywhere else, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the Edge of Excellence bundle 100% for free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get access, all you have to do is go to www.collegeworks.com podcast and fill out the short form there for us to get the bundle over to you. Once again, it's www.collegeworks.com podcast. Now, back to the show. So someone's listening right now, just lost, right? I was lost. Um, and I thought I found my path. Uh, other people may be on a path that they're starting to realize, I don't know if this is right. Some people have no path at all. So you start to see the elements of what you're doing. So you're in martial arts 
And, you know, maybe someone else is in martial arts and they're doing the analysis of the books and they start to see, hey, I really like working these numbers. I really like the analytics here. And they might go into a finance career. They might go into a data analytics career. You're sitting there saying, okay, well, I'm good at working with the customers. I'm good at selling these uh, lessons. Um, but you're fighting what you're good at. It wasn't right for you, but you're starting to see the elements. I'm building relationships. I've got the gift of gab. I enjoy closing these little deals. I enjoy working with the customers. When other people aren't there, I'm gravitating to this element of business. And you start to see things in your 20s that can indicate where you should go. But a lot of people don't know what's out there. That's why I do this podcast to say what's out there. Hey, Brianna's doing sales and construction. She's selling millions of dollars a year. She's a rainmaker at her company. She loves it. And it started off building relationships, asking questions, developing some discipline, because every career you need to work hard if you're going to be excellent. And slowly but surely, you start to see your future that you're going to be making deals. You're going to be bringing in the customers. You're going to be bringing in repeat customers. You're going to be supporting and leading people. We haven't gotten to that moving into the management side of business because you see joy in other people's joy. So you start off in high school, there at Ridgewood High, you move into DePaul. What, what did you, did you end up getting that chemistry degree? That's what your undergrad degree is, chemistry? My associates, yeah. Your associate's degree is in chemistry? And my bachelor's in business. Okay, so you're, you're halfway through your, your college, you realize I don't like this chemistry and that's fine too. You move into business. So in college, what was life like in college and what'd you do to get ahead in college? Um, I talked a little bit of, about it before. Um, again, I did a lot in college. I was not the average college student that just wanted to go out and party and have fun with my friends. That's not who I was at all. Um, I definitely, on Friday nights when all my friends were out, I would stay in and do the homework that I needed to. I was doing too much in order for me to go out um, and, and live that party lifestyle, but I also didn't want to. And I did college works and I ran my karate schools, plus also being a martial artist, plus being a full-time student. There was one, there was a couple semesters that I was even more than a full-time student. I was still in college when I got in a cage and fought too. So I was training for fights, you know, running an internship program, doing all these different types of things. And one thing that I was going to mention, you know, that helped me a lot, even when I was very lost, is just educating myself on all the different options out there. And that goes a little bit back to um, building relationships with the right people. I've seen a lot of people that are successful in all very different careers. And I'll ask them about their career. I'll ask them what they do. I'll ask them if this is something I can see myself doing. And, you know, it's really cool because a lot of the very successful people out there they don't mind you coming to work with them for a day or seeing what they do. And there's a lot of things that I did for absolutely nothing over the years, just so I can learn, just so I can educate myself. I remember at one point in my life, I thought I wanted to be a police officer. So I went out in the field with a police officer for a day and I'm like, okay, this is not what I want to do. And there is, um, there is a guy I met at one of the racetracks that I go to, um, and he was really involved. Oh, wait a second. We forgot you were racing cars this whole time, too. Don't forget that. So <laughs> let's just stop for a second, because you said not average. People that are excellent later in life were not average. Now, I was a little bit of a hoodlum when I was young, so maybe I was below average, 
but you have your awakening one day. And I had uh, someone on here that had a religious experience that created his awakening or a mentor may create your awakening, or maybe you just wake up. So you could be doing great in high school and college and you're just on that path for life. Or one day you could wake up and decide you're not fulfilling your potential, but you don't become excellent unless you're not average. And then I find a lot of people that I talk to on these podcasts we're doing the impossible. So you just listed off the impossible. There's no way that you could be more than a full-time student and run a karate business and um, run a college works painting business and race cars and have friends. And you say you weren't a big partier. I don't know. I've been out with you quite a few times. So you seem to be able to do it all, right? You got to be able to do it all. Um, you don't waste time. You invest time. You invest time at karate. You invest time at work. You invest time at school. You have a hobby of racing cars, but you're investing time into a hobby. It's not watching races on TV. It's doing it. You need to be physically fit for it. You go from karate to cage fighting. So how did you manage your time to do all this stuff? Um, that's definitely something I struggled with then back then. Um, and it's crazy. Actually, the one person that has helped me the most over that with that over the years is Tom. And those that don't know, Tom used to work for college works, used to work with Matt Stewart. And he saw me running around with my head chopped off, trying to do everything possible. And he really sat down with me and, and figured out how do we make this work as far as how do we manage time properly? How do we come up with a set schedule? That helped me a lot, especially during college works days. But I guess a lot of it, too, is that you kind of just do it and you kind of just go and you kind of just make it happen. Um, and you always have to think about the bigger picture as to why you're doing all of this. Why do you want to do this every day? And, 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 you know, again, some people have awakenings at different times. I think for me, because I was I came up in a rough childhood, I was forced to grow up at a very early age. I look to my parents and I'm like, I don't want this for myself. I want a complete opposite. And a lot of people that do come up in a rough upbringing tend to follow what their parents do. And I was like, no, this is completely the opposite of what I want for my life, for my future family, for my future kids. And I was very, very independent at an early age. Um, and again, it forced me to grow up. It forced me to think about my future and my life and what I wanted out of things. So Tom, so Tom instead of saying, hey, you need to slow down, Brianna. You need to do less. He didn't say that. He said, all right, how do you do more? How do we make it so this works and helps you organize your time? And I think you're right that uh, people, people can use their disadvantaged path as an advantage, and people can use their advantaged path as a disadvantage. The world's full of loser rich kids. They had all the potential in the world, all the advantages, but they didn't make it happen with their effort or their drive. And then the world's also full of people that maybe didn't have all those advantages that decided, hey, I'm going to make it happen. And it's not possible till it is. I remember the four minute mile. I saw some show about it. The four minute mile was impossible until someone hit it and then it was broken a bunch of times. You know, going to space, there was a race to space and, and uh, first Branson goes up. And a few days later, they send that giant metal penis to space, like over and over and over the uh, Amazon penis that flies to space. You know the one I'm talking about? Jeff Bezos rocket. You don't think it looks like a giant penis? Well, it does. 
And so does the and so does the Amazon logo. I don't know what's going on there. But all of a sudden, there's a race to space and people are shooting up into space all, all the time. So it's not possible until it is. It's I'm sorry, Brianna. It's impossible. It's impossible to have kind of a bit of a rough upbringing and get a black belt and be successful in college and be really successful in another job. Oh, you know what else is impossible? It's impossible to have a bunch of friends that are 30, 40, 50 years old when you're in your 20s that actually like spending time with you, that are actually interested in, in you. I mean, there's all these impossible things that you, you've done just because you decided to do them, right? Just because. And it's amazing. So it's impossible to spin all these plates, but yet you spun them. And so you're in, you're in college, you're doing the college works gig, developing your sales skills even more. You're doing the college works gig, developing your uh, management skills, developing your leadership skills. Then you get out of college and you go work with Tom Ackman, who we all know and love, except for his attitude towards COVID. And uh, what made you decide to go into the construction industry after being in the construction industry? And two, I'm sure you had your eyes on a bunch of different things. What made you decide to keep with that and keep with sales? So day one of College Works, Tom did my interview. And I don't think I don't think a lot of people know this story, but he actually made me cry during my interview. He we talked a lot about my my past and it brought me to tears. And he shared a lot of things with me. And from there, we had a great relationship. Like going intern year, uh, DM year, everything. We were very, very close. And when he reached out to me um, and we talked um, at, you know, when I was still finishing college, we sat down and, you know, a lot of things were, you know, we don't know how this is going to go. It was a startup company. We didn't know what was going to happen, but Tom and I both knew and Kyle and I both knew that we knew how each other worked and we knew that we can make this possible. And I'm, from where we started, you know, a couple of years ago till now, it's crazy how far we've come um, to the point that we are hiring multiple salespeople. I'm fortunate, fortunate enough that I was able to meet Tom through College Works because, you know, I don't know where, what I would be doing right now if I didn't meet him and I didn't have that relationship that was built with him. I have no idea because I love what I do. I love my job. We've made something very small become something very big, very fast. Um, and we're only going to continue to grow it. And, you know, we're hiring multiple salespeople now that um, we've been training this week and we're we're opening different departments and we're hiring more guys to build for us and we're producing more work every day. Um, and I couldn't be more grateful for, again, that relationship that was built from everything um, and where I am right now in the amount of sales and everything that we're doing right now. And, you know, Tom's a special guy. So uh, not to take away from Tom and my life's changed because I know Tom, too. But I think you would have found another Tom or another Matt or another somebody. There's someone listening to this right now. They don't have a Tom. Oh, by the way, if you want to meet Tom, you want to hang out with Brianna, you can go to Brianna Dash Kaufman at LinkedIn. You can look her up. If you can't find her that way, you can look her up under Platinum Decking. You can look her up on Instagram, Brianna Kaufman, and you can meet Tom. Maybe you want to go work there, too. They've got a great culture. But I think I think you would have found some other Tom, some other Matt, some other path, because you have a pattern, right? Your pattern is wake up every day, be the best you can that day. Wake up every day with a goal to be better than the day before. Uh, build relationships through asking questions and being interested and interesting. And that pattern works for success in any industry with any group of contacts. And you never know if you're going to meet a Tom or a Kyle or a Matt 
or a Joe, a Susie and a Julie. You don't know who you're going to meet, but are you going to take advantage of that opportunity? Are you going to ask questions? Are you going to be interested and interesting? Not just interested. Don't just ask us a bunch of questions and milk us for everything. Give something back, right? That passion that you bring, that variety of interests. You know, people want to be around that. If you're on your way to excellence, you've got to be spinning those plates because people want to be around that. And then you get that group that circles you that wants you to succeed and you want them to succeed and everybody works, works uh, for each other and supports each other. And so going back in life, you didn't necessarily want to be in sales. You didn't know what sales was. You started to figure out that sales was your thing. You didn't know who you wanted to work with. You just started to meet some cool people. What do you do? I mean, what skills do you need to be a, a, a high level professional sales? Building relationships, talking to people, a lot of the sales that we do, because we don't close on the spot, is um, being their person. If someone, and, and a lot of this has to go with me being that I, I care a lot about people and I love to help people. And that's a little bit just in my personality. But we get a lot of questions. They ask us, hey, can you bring samples by? Hey, could you adjust this pricing? Hey, can you price this out for us? And staying on top of all the little things constantly, but also being their person. Sales goes a long way and they feel very comfortable and they feel like they can trust you when you're their person. And on top of it, a lot of the people and a lot of the estimates that I walk into, they feel like they know who I am um, because I talk about the things that I've done with my life. They talk about their family and their friends and what they do for work and their lives. And a lot of that is just naturally, I, I love, again, building relationships with people. And that that takes me a very long way. I don't walk into sales thinking that I'm there to sell them. That's not what goes through my head because if I'm sitting there thinking the whole time I'm only here because I'm going to sell them, then I think I would take away from the bigger picture as to why I'm there. Um, And a lot of that has to do with, again, I care about people. I care about making an impact on their lives. I care about helping them. I care about building those relationships. And that's what's helped me succeed and be as far as I am today is doing all those things when I walk into an estimate. Yeah, they say find a job that aligns with your passion because it's easier, right? It's easier to do something that aligns with your passion. So if you're listening right now and you're in the car, you're listening on 1.5 speed and you're thinking maybe sales is right for me. Listen to what Brianna just said. She enjoys talking. She enjoys relationship building. She's very organized. You have to be organized. That was thrown in there. She kept saying their person. What's their person? Their person is someone that listens and is good at listening and you can get better at listening but deep down inside you if you're going to go into sales you need to want to help others it's, you don't go into sales because you want to make a lot of money you don't make any money at sales if you go in just to make money you make money because you want to help people and you help so many people in such a good way you happen to make money so brianna just said i don't go in to sell that's why she's a good salesperson. If you want to be in sales, it's about other people. It's about the interested part. And then you have all the information because you've done your homework and you work hard. So are you surprised by your success? You know, looking back to your upbringing, has where you're at now surprised you or is this what you expected? I'm really hard on myself. I am. I've for years been very scared that I, you know, it's always been like, out of everything that goes on in my brain, there's that 1% that it's like, what happens if I don't make it? Now, every time I said that to myself, I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I make it. 
So there's always that fear. I'm not surprised. And I guess at the time, I didn't see as much as to what I was doing. I knew I was separating myself from everyone else. I knew in high school and college, I was doing things that were more than the average person. And that's all I knew. But to see where I've come now, now I could finally see things bigger picture and be like, wow, I really did do a lot to separate myself from other people. Um, And you don't always see that in the moment. You don't always see everything you've done and where it's taken you. So big picture now, I definitely see it a lot more and where I've become. And, you know, I'm 25 years old. I bought my first house at 24 years old, the four bedroom, three bathroom house. Um, right by Rosemont, right by the O'Hare Airport. So it's borderline with the city of Chicago. Um, And I've been able to accomplish and do a lot of these things at a very young age. And again, now I can see those things. Yeah. um, You know, if you're lazy, you know, if you're sitting at home, you know, playing video games and watching TV and smoking weed all day, you know, if you're if your friends have jobs and you don't, you know that stuff. You you know if you're organized or not, but you don't know exactly what's going on until later, right? So if, if you're still out there and you're young and you're searching, you, you just got to, you know, wake up and do what Brianna does. Am I going to be better today than I was yesterday? What am I going to do to be the best I can today? What new goals do I have? Straight out of your definition of success, you do that every day and you're going to end up getting a house when you're 24 years old in a nice area. You do that every day. You're going to end up being able to have hobbies that you're really good at, like uh, third degree black belt and karate, uh, televised cage fighter, uh, race car driver. Um, You're going to be able to do all that because after a few years of waking up being the best you can, you'll find your path too. So what's uh, my last question for, and I know you got to get out of here. I appreciate you making time for me today. I got to know though, what sacrifices did you make that you'll never regret? I will never regret being asked to go to all of those parties and not going. I, I'm not a big TV person. I'm not a big movie person. I'm not a video game person. I actually actually hate video games. Um, and it's a lot of the, when I sit down, when I see people that watch movies all day or watch TV all day or play video games all day or smoke weed on a couch all day, I see a lot of laziness behind that. And it's crazy because my head instructor from my karate school growing up would always tell me, he's like, there's two types of people I hate in this world. And that's lazy people and liars. Um, and he would tell me that for years. I'm like, I get it now. I get it. Cause I hate those people too. And, um, I was never a lazy person. I was always very active. I was always go, 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 whatever I can do, I was going to do. And I will never, ever regret, you know, not going to that extra outing with friends or, Here's a good example. In college, there's a lot of times where I had the option to go to the bar with my friends or I had the option to go to Autobahn, which Autobahn is a country club that the average person makes a million dollars there. Well, I'm going to go to the racetrack because guess what? I get to go talk to people that make a lot of money and see what they do and see what their experiences are. Out of my two options, I would choose something that would only benefit my life. So, no, I, I don't regret um, you know, taking, I, I could have easily taken the extra hour or the extra couple hours to sit down and watch a movie or do nothing for hours or be lazy. But I'm so glad that I was never that person. And I'm so glad that I pushed myself to keep going because again, it helped me be who I, who I am today. Um, so those are the big things. And again, 
growing up, all, all your friends want to do is party and, and drink and do it all. And um, I was I never was interested in it. And I didn't care. Well, it's, and it's if the, the, the calendars align. So you got 10 friends. Each of them wants to party at a different time because a lot of them have jobs and a lot of them are movers and shakers. So one person's Friday night, one person's Thursday night, one person's Sunday morning and one person's all day Saturday. If you say yes to everybody, they're not doing it. They're not saying yes to everybody. I mean, some people do. And we don't want to paint the picture of Brianna being super boring. Not true. You and I have gone out many times, had a great time many times as a reward for hard work. It's balance, right? You have balance. You got plenty of friends. You got plenty of hobbies. You're crushing it at work. You're crushing it in your hobbies. You're just not, like we said before, you're investing time. And looking back, it's not a sacrifice to miss five parties and go to two or miss three trips to Cabo and go to one. You don't need to go to Cabo every weekend. You don't need to go to parties every day because there's other stuff to do. If you're on that path to excellence and Brianna, we really appreciate you sharing your path to excellence with us. We really appreciate you sharing your, your pattern and your system of waking up to be the best you can every day and building relationships because you're interesting and you're interested. And we can't wait to see what happens in the next 25 years. Thank you for coming on the edge of excellence. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Edge of Excellence podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when young leaders are willing to step out of their comfort zone and choose to excel in their lives. To learn more about our internship for young and ambitious students, www.oneinternship.com slash podcast to see if it's something that makes sense for you. Once again, it is www.oneinternship.com slash podcast. Let this be a reminder for you to live on the edge of excellence in your business and life. See you next time.